It's called the Manson Brothers Midnight Zombie Massacre, and you got the two writers, Chris and Mike, and Natalie Decker, who's going to be flying those colors coming up Halloween weekend. Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, Natalie, we've got a lot of things to talk to you about, but i, I got to say to Chris and or Mike, let's go Chris first. Chris, you, do you realize that Natalie Decker is a social media fiend? Was this why you guys decided, or the, the people with the film decided to go with Natalie Decker to, to put your movie on her deck lid? No, we had uh, we had absolutely no idea um, that she was the uh, social media maven that she is. Um, we we actually have a mutual friend, one of our uh, one of our financiers, and and I believe one of Natalie's sponsors, um, kind of put us together. Uh, you know, we were t- actually we were talking about it at the premiere of our film in Chicago. Um, we were all together, of course. You know, there were a couple cocktails involved, and somebody <laughs> said, "Why don't we, you know, get on the hood of a NASCAR? I know somebody. There's this girl named Natalie Decker that we sponsor." And, Kind of looked around. And we're like, okay, yeah, that sounds great. Um, you know, it's it's only been a completely unintended benefit that she's so awesome at uh, social media things because Mike and I, so particularly me, I'm one of the worst social media people that's ever lived, probably. So um, she's going to have to make up for some really bad, you know, some 52 year old guys who don't know anything about it. I'm still scared of the internet. I'm going to so. jump in here a minute. Uh, I just want to say that this is the one of a long list of things that have happened in bars over adult beverages. <laughs> and if, yes. if, if you could put the venture capital industry in a booth in the back in a bar with a, a drink and a napkin and a pin, yes. the whole financial world anywhere in the world would be involved. Well, listen. I will say this, but I'm but I'm confident because we have Natalie on our side that I'm I know this is going to end up with much better results than most of the barroom decisions that I've made in my life. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm excited. Uh, we've got her. Yeah, wait a minute, Mike. Can you say the same for that? One of your better barroom decisions? Yeah, but first of all, I want to know what a maven is. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, yeah, it definitely was, and like Chris had mentioned this before when. Todd was like, uh, hey, you guys want to be on the hood of a NASCAR? I'm like, only if I get to wear the bikini and he gets to wear the ball gown. I don't look good in ball gowns. Aside from that, we're good. But Chris was like, it goes together like peanut butter and chocolate. And I'm like, oh, well, I like peanut butter and chocolate, so let's do it. And then, of course, you know, I didn't know who Natalie was at the time. And then when I looked her up, I'm like, Chris, we may have gotten in over our heads here. This girl's a badass. And we're like two old imbeciles, you know, so... But it, it seems to be working out really well. We couldn't be uh, more honored and, and happy to be a part of this whole thing. And especially Chris and I both have daughters. I have two, you know, two daughters. I have a young one, too. And seeing Natalie out there just absolutely whipping maximum ass in a male-dominated sport <laughs> is inspiring to me. And it's inspiring to my my daughters, too. So it's, uh, it's really a – it serves a bunch of different purposes. But if you put – Horror movies, NASCAR, professional wrestling, and rock and roll together, that, that's America, right? Oh, that's America. How more American can you get? It just seems like a no-brainer to me. Natalie, how do you follow up that last five-minute conversation? Can you? <laughs> okay, so before we even went live, we were all talking, and my face already hurts from laughing <laughs> so much. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited. This is going to be so much fun. I I just can't wait. And the car, which I've said so many times to so many people, but the car and the race suit looks so great. 
And it, it just, it's amazing. It really is. And I can't wait. I'm so thrilled to be a part of all of this. This is one of those things that, I mean, you're going to have to frame this race suit. You're going to have to get a big old shadow box frame and because you're, you're not going to wear it again, but this is going to be like a massive collector's item come down the road. I know it's the, it is, it really is. And maybe we can do something like auction it off or do something. (gasps) There you go. It is. I mean, it is going to be so special. So yeah, we'll definitely have to do something really cool. A shout out to my brother, Mark Carey, by the way, who was the graphic designer who designed the logo. So can't take wow. credit for that. Great stuff. Yeah. Ooh. Designs all our stuff. Did they? Use it for free. Ah! <laughs> we like it. Free. <laughs> Another bar. Yeah, right. <laughs> Whoa. But but Natalie, this is again. We've seen the trailer and and we've done our research on this movie. This is this is about 180 degrees of the Natalie that we see on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. I'm, this is showing a side of Natalie that's like this is this chick's a badass, Massacre. man. <laughs> well, I mean, it would be a dream to be in a movie like that. Like mm-hmm. I wish I could have been in the movie. But well, where do we where do we where do we see in the sequel? Oh, so bad. I want to so bad. I like count me in. Last night, I was at a haunted like house walk trail, and the whole time I was just thinking of you guys. I was like, when are the zombies coming? (laughs) (laughs) You know know what? I watched part of the Xfinity race yesterday, and I was thinking of you the whole time when I saw somebody spinning out at the end in the wind. So that was, um, I was, I was darn excited about that. I can, I'm, I'm looking so forward to seeing you in that car flying around that track, man. It's going to be awesome. Okay. It. So is this NASCAR experience a first for you guys, Mike, Chris, it, it, have you been to racetracks before? Have you watched races on TV? What I is your, your first impression? Well, I mean, I, I was on the fire department for 15 years and those guys were race nuts. So when there was a race on, they were watching it. So I'm familiar with it, but I'm really a, a, a novice when it comes to, uh, to all of it. I love fast cars, you know, big old engines. That's the American way. Uh, not so much into the electric cars. I think those are <laughs> fine for toasters and things like that. Oh, but from the, Hey, look, I, I, I'm all about not using petroleum. So I think we should burn as much of it as humanly possible. <laughs> Just saying. So, for me, uh, for me I, I've been to one race in my life in uh, 1994. This will show you how, how long ago it was. Uh, I was at the Goodies Headache Powder uh, Darlington 400, I think it was, in Darlington, yeah. South Carolina. Um, Did you just I say headache it, powder? Yeah, <laughs> believe it or not. Okay, so, and they used to advertise Goody's headache powder on NWA Wrestling on Saturdays. So that was my connection. And there was a WCW car in the Saturday race. I think at the time it was like Winston Cup when you could still talk mm-hmm. about cigarettes and things like that, mm-hmm. which you can't do anymore. Um, but I always, the one thing I remember about that race was Dale Earnhardt was still alive and he was still racing. And to me, he was the Ric Flair of racing. Like when he did something, half the people either cheered or half the people booed. It was, it was like, there was no in-between on that guy. You either loved him or you hated him. So, uh, yeah, that was my one experience was, was Darlington way, 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 way back when. Did you say 1994? Oh, who the hell is that? <laughs> it's my I, I'm, I'm sure you were not alive in 1994 when I went yeah, to the that's first what I was just gonna say. <laughs> He's the same age as my older daughter. Gosh, so 
even, I don't even think I was a thought at night. Oh, <laughs> what? That hurts even worse, Natalie. Thank you very much. I know. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Thanks for that. Whoa. Okay. We're going to end this interview now. <laughs> my, my wife just banned me from saying the words windscreen. It's not windscreen. It's windshield. Mm-hmm. They're not programs. They're shows. You know, I'm not allowed to say old man words. It's not an ice box. It's a refrigerator. That's the last time I can, a garbage can. Oh. I'm not going to reference years of my life anymore when I'm when I'm on with Natalie. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm kidding you, Natalie. It's a Jeez. I'm not kidding her. <laughs> Statman, save us, please. Come on. Well, I'm I'm sitting here working out in my mind the uh, next film that's going to be Zombies at Daytona. Yes! Uh, the next film is, uh, is, yes! uh, is Vampires. It's the Manson Brothers Satanic Vampire Death Match. Yeah. That's the next one. And we'll go to Daytona after that. And Natalie, you're in luck because we were supposed to have filmed it already, but COVID hit and we had to put it off and then we lost our funding, so we had to start from square one again. So it's not cashed yet. <laughs> that's good news for Natalie, though. Yes, yeah, see, good news. Or bad Wait news a minute. If it's, I'm, if it's I'm, you terrible. put me in for all of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. It'll be awesome. Be better than the first. Wait a minute, though. Explain that. Because I, I don't understand that part of Hollywood. You lose your funding. I mean, was there a check cashed? Was no, there? No, I mean, that's a long story. Okay, really okay. Long. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. COVID related. But yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Related. We're financing it basically. When it just, I'm okay, so okay. Related. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Know. But now it opens up the door for new companies or, or right. new people or whatever to come on in and say, let's go vampire right. murder yeah. case. And we work outside of the Hollywood system, although we're still uh, we're still involved with the SAG and IATSE union and all that. But we don't we don't operate within the studio system. That's a whole different ballgame. Ah. Okay. So I, I can't tell you. You and Chris look like you're you're so part of the suits community. Both of you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's why you're not hanging out the Warner Brothers lot, you bastard. Got it, yeah. uh, Chris Margettis, Mike Carey, Natalie Decker joining us here in the Freak Nation. Again, we'll put out a link on Twitter where you can uh, catch the latest horror, horror flick. Now, listen, this is uh, – I'm curious. Let's. I want to hear Natalie Decker's take on scary movies. I, I like to hear millennials' takes or younger people's takes on what was what's scary to them in their, in their 20s when guys our age – I mean, that S was, if you weren't dying in a movie from legit blood, then it just wasn't scary, Exorcist. Hello? Natalie, what what are some scary movies that you grew up listening or grew up watching? Anything zombie-related, because I feel like I can relate to it a little bit. If that's going to happen in real life, like, you know, I want to watch the movie so I can see what I have to do to survive. <laughs> Be an imbecile and you'll survive. I... I'm terrified of zombies. <laughs> what, but that's true. Uh, Chris or Mike, what was it about zombies that it, it, they just took over? Whether it was on, what, yeah. was it with, with the series? Oh, that, was the Walking Dead. Probably. Was that what it was? Yep. Got it yeah. I, I think it's always been around because I think there's a, you know, I, I, I think there's that common thought process of a, what happens, you know, when I die. Well, you know, what's gonna what's gonna happen with that. And, you know, there's kind of that that horde mentality around zombie films, especially the earlier ones, um, Night of the Living Dead and that kind of thing, that I think, you know, just it, it makes people nervous. And, and there's, a, there's a part of them that can actually see that happening somehow. And, you know, in a sense, we kind of just saw it with the pandemic, right, where mm-hmm. we had 
you know, this thing that just, you know, ripped through the country and everybody's mm-hmm. trying to avoid it. And, you know, we're, we're a small step from exactly that thing. And I think that's why it's taken on such a, you know, it, it's just become so big to people. And even people who aren't generally horror film fans, you know, will obviously watch Walking Dead or, or any kind of zombie movie. I got another take on it. <laughs> Go. I think, well, in a scary sense, it's because you're outnumbered, right? So there's no there's no worse feeling in the world than being outnumbered. That's the first thing with things you can't reason with, right? Uh, uh, the second thing is, is you get to kill your neighbors with impunity. <laughs> right? there's, no, there's no ramification when you blow away Merv down the street who turned into a zombie who didn't return your garlic press a couple of months ago. It's like, I really want to kill that son of a bitch. But now I get the chance because now there's no ramification. What I tell you, man, perfect for a Halloween night, right? Okay, so I want to know, we've got these wrestlers in their twilight in Lucha Libre masks, and they're trying to fend off a zombie apocalypse, virus, whatever. When is that going to come into the infield of a NASCAR track? I mean, I know you got your next one already going with vampires, but I want to see zombie NASCAR drivers. Yes. Well, I, I would love to see that. <laughs> yeah, I think if you could actually get a zombie to drive a car, that would be super That would be scary. Yeah. You know, I was thinking... Um, Masks, you know, they're really good luck. Is there a way you can bring me one for the race? Absolutely. Ooh. 100%. I'll, I'll bring the one from we'll the bring them both. with me. I would love that. That'd be so cool. We'll bring them on Thursday. We will have yes. them, we'll have them there on Thursday when we see uh, each other for sure. Okay, you know, wait, explain that to me though. Masks. How are masks good luck? I, I, I don't know well, that. Oh, I'm sure thing. when you see the film, yes, I can't happens, ruin it for you. Yeah, it's something my grandfather told me on my wedding day. Remember, son, <laughs> man, wrestling masks are good luck. <laughs> Thanks, Pop. Thanks, Grandpa. Yeah, uh, the, uh, the, you know, the, the thing behind it is that um, because in the film, I'm always trying to upset my brother. So I decide for this Halloween uh, mask that we're going to do to go buy some luchador masks. And I, and I get them from this gypsy lady at a secondhand store. And she tells me that they're yes. enchanted. And I'm just excited because I know he's going to be upset. And I'm going to make him more wrestling masks for the, uh, uh, for the film. So... That's ba- it was, you know, purely luck. We don't ever really say if they actually are lucky or not, but yeah. um, you know, we don't know we, if we do it happens as coincidence or if they're <clears throat> really magic or mm-hmm. in the but second Natalie, they're going to be lucky. For that's that the thing. For, for Natalie, they definitely, definitely looked magical to me. Yes, there you go. They hey, they got us through a movie. We made a film. There you go. <laughs> People seem to like it. So I guess we're okay. <laughs> How did the whole Randy Couture, uh, what, six time UFC champion, come about? Did he, did, did he demand he? Come in there and whoop your ass, or you guys? No, he doesn't have to demand it. <laughs> yeah, you know the funny thing about Randy, uh, the guy's like a Renaissance man. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he writes poetry. Like he's exactly the opposite of what you. He's would gonna think. kick your ass for saying that. I know, I know, but but, but what this, <laughs> you know, what the six-time UFC champ would be like? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's nothing at all like it. He's just he's just the greatest guy. We were fortunate oh, that our man. director Max Martini um, had done. Uh, a couple episodes of something else with them uh, down the line, I think on um, the unit or something like that. They had stayed in touch. And, uh, you know, Mike and I had actually thought about Randy when we were writing the part uh, that he wound up playing. So it was just, you know, crazy kind of coincidental, you know, great to have a director who knows everybody in Hollywood. Um, and, and we were able to pull it off and he was awesome. I mean, it's so and he was anxious and to do something else, you know, like something yeah. comic related and sort of, 
try and expand his horizons acting wise. And he really committed himself to the material, no matter how ludicrous it was. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's great. He said, "He's like, I think Mike and Chris like to make up tongue twisters for everybody to say to throw them off." And I'm like, "Jeez, oh, mostly each other." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, he's awesome, man. I, I can't say enough. We had Boss Rutan on there too. He's another UFC champion, Pride champion. Was on King of Queens, and here comes the boom. And he does a bit in there where he explains where the term "say uncle" came from. Ah. <laughs> absolutely, it's absolutely hysterical. Every time I've watched it with an audience, people always roar at that part, and it, uh, it's so funny. The boss is one of those guys that could you'd laugh at him if he was reading you a medical journal. Yeah, he's just funny. Oh, no. he's, just, he's just really funny, he's just a funny guy, just yeah. naturally. It's had a crazy accent. Yeah, We had such works. a great cast for the thing, and it was so fun. And I mean, everybody from, from uh, you know, Randy and D.B. Sweeney and Adrian Pazdar – who the are you know the established stars you know to uh, the people that played sort of the but nobody's really a secondary character and you've got Caleb Torres who plays a character called Butch who's an Irish gangster and he's hysterical and just everybody put a hundred percent into it uh, the, the the actresses who play our girlfriends were great I mean they they just committed didn't want to have any special treatment or anything. You know, they really, we really abused them. And in a bad way, not a bad way. Easy. And they you just pick like, your, pick like, bring it on, bring it on. And Jay Lund, who plays a character called Captain Marvelous, and Dave Meadows, who plays Carson Murdoch, just, you know, top notch. Actually, Jay Lund is a great character, I would think, for a NASCAR audience because his suit that he wears is very similar. Uh, to a to a driver's suit, he kind of looks like a combination of Evil Knievel meets uh, Elvis oh, Presley. Yeah, adding uh, oh. about three hundred uh, pounds. Yeah, yeah, but uh, <laughs> the outfit I think would really resonate with the fan base. He's everybody's sure. favorite character. Anybody that watches the movie, they're always like, "Stop saying that." This is our promo. Put the, cut that out, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> the Manson Brothers Midnight Zombie Massacre, which of course you get it on demand, iTunes, Amazon, original horror film. Uh, tackles wrestling's most hated team. I was, of course, reading the title of the uh, press release in there, but one of the, the, the questions I have for you, Natalie, is we get pitched a lot of things from a show, and sometimes people can't see our faces, and we give them this looks like, what the hell are they pitching us that for? <laughs> when they were pitching you this movie to put this on your deck lid, were you going, oh, my God, what the hell? Can you run us through the pitch of putting this movie on your car? I'll tell you exactly how I found out that this was an opportunity. I was downstairs and my boyfriend, Derek, he does all of the, anything that has to do with sponsors and managing contracts and things like that. And he was upstairs. So I was like downstairs playing with the dogs, getting our day started. And he comes running down the stairs. Natalie, do you want the good news? And I was like, yes, I want the good news. What's the good news? And he's like, we have a really cool sponsor for Martinsville. And I was like, tell me, tell me. And he just told me everything about it. And days later, we had the mock-up of a race car, the fire suit. And I mean, it was just, it moved so fast along. And it was just so exciting and so fun. And I knew when he came running down the stairs to tell me about a sponsor opportunity that it was going to be good because he never runs. <laughs> Oh, so he's kind of like me and Chris. 
We got him some exercise. That's good too. So we're, uh, we're helping people all over the country. Which is, we, got uh, your, uh, we got your great sponsor. The bad news is it's the Manson that's brothers. Right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you didn't get to the bad news part. <laughs> but he didn't say anything. He just says, "Do you want the good news?" And I was like, "Yes, I want of the course. good news." <laughs> Well, she, she's not saying he held up a picture of Mike and I when he when it, that was the bad news part. Here's the bad news. <laughs> bad news is with these. With you got to take pictures with these guys. <laughs> no. Now they can't tie their own shoes. They're pretty personable. So now we've gone from bar top napkins to aerobic zombies. Now this mm -hmm. interview is covered about. Everything we need to go a little bit more into uh, Uncle Merv, though. I'd like this Merv guy. Oh boy, we got to figure out how don't to go get there, him. Sad man. Don't we got to get him into the show somewhere. You know? There was a wolf man last Halloween. There was a wolf man in his backyard, and I shot it. But by the time I got over there, it turned back into his dog, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> well, we had a we had a truck driver uh, after he'd won a race. We heard he was outside. He said, where are you? And he said, I'm on my back porch with my rifle waiting for something to move so I can block the way. <laughs> That's oh, a true story. That sounds more like Randy. <laughs> victory Celebration 101 right there. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, uh, it's Did he have a bottle of Jack Daniels with him? That would have been probably. probably. Yeah, rifles and Jack Daniels go together like peanut butter and chocolate. Peanut butter and chocolate. Chris and Chris and Mike, you talk about your 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 girl dads. I'm a I'm a girl dad. Statman's a girl dad. And uh, how do you justify such craziness? Or do you even just say screw it and just see if she, see if your daughters adapt to this? How do you justify your craziness with these with these flicks? I'll give you a. Was that so much with the flicks? Like so, my two daughters. I have a 24 year old and a 10 year old, and they were both kind of weaned on this stuff. But when, when they start getting the picture of what their dad is like, as I was sitting yesterday with the 10-year-old watching a, a, something on the Travel Channel, and I said, I think I'd like to see a couple of Bigfoots one time. I think they'd be pretty cool. They, wouldn't, they probably wouldn't attack us or anything. And she turned to me and she goes, do you hear yourself? Oh, that's when you figure out, okay, they've caught on. Yeah. You know? Big foots or big feet when they're multiple? Right. I think that's a good feet. question. It's a it's good question. For, no, but for they, me, you know, they love horror movies. My kids love horror yeah. movies. So it wasn't for me and my daughter, like, my, my daughter turned 16 in July, um, and I wouldn't let her watch the film until she turned 16. So that was kind of. That was kind of the first thing. Although I have it on good authority that she uh, snuck out with the with the Blu-ray and watched it at a friend's house prior to Guarantee that. Guarantee you, <laughs> she's proud of you. Um, yeah, but Aww. I mean, you know, it, it's it's a genre and, and it's a film. It's not you know, it's nothing that's real. And, and uh, for me, I don't I don't know if I really have ever justified it to myself. <laughs> As we're sitting here talking about it now, thanks, Kenny. You're well, that may be the worst and, thing we could do. Um, yeah, right. Mike, I'm retiring yeah, uh, after this video. I, just, <laughs> I can't handle it mentally. Well, the um, other thing about this particular movie is it's not like this is not a super intense horror film like yeah. you know Saw or Rob Zombie film or Hostel. It's not. It's very lighthearted. It's humorous. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It's very cartoonish. Now there's a lot of language in there. Yeah. So like you know, uh, but that other than that, it's it's really a kind of innocuous. It's just a fun film. You know, well, I, there's blood and guts, but it's, yeah. it's it's contained and it's not just kind of it's not a, it's a, yeah. When there's blood, there's blood, but it's not every scene. And 
you know, there's only one scene in that film that I would cover my daughter's eyes for, and I blame Max Martini for it, but that's a whole There you go. Exactly. My guy didn't write that part. So yeah, that neither did we. We didn't write it. We have a general rule. If yeah. you like the movie, it's because right. of me. And whatever you don't like, that's Martini's fault. It's, it's Max Martini. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, you brought up language, so I just have to drop this out there that we had an interesting moment with our seven-year-old uh, last week. And she dropped the F-bomb for the first time, and she used it in such good context. And I do I do blame movies, but I'm not going to blame movies because I kind of have a trucker mouth myself, but I try to be good around her. And, yeah, it's like, in a sense, as long as you know not to do that in school, yeah, okay, we'll just keep it under wraps in the family. Okay, right? And if you're using it in the right context, like, right. There's, a, there's a little bit of pride involved there. That oh, we couldn't stop laughing. It was really good. Well, she wanted an explanation of why we, when we were angry or were laughing? excited, we'd say, shut the front door. <laughs> she, she'd say, what? That, that doesn't mean anything. Then she caught on. Mm-hmm. And then she watched Talladega Nights, and she goes, yeah. "Why is this bad?" Yeah. Went, oh hell! Here's the good news: she's probably going to Harvard because yeah. I swear a lot, especially when they're she's young. She's very astute. Yeah, I, I, I would. I'd be excited if I were you guys. See, right? Yeah, I was a little proud. I have to admit. Natalie, do you remember the first time that your parents recognized that you cussed or said something just completely uh, off color? Yes. <laughs> and I was racing and something bad had happened and I said some bad words on the radio. And once the race was all over, my dad was like, um, when did you start saying that? <laughs> oh, we have oh. a transcript of that. I'd like, how old were you? That's what? what I learned. Yes. I was probably 16. Um, but the thing was, is I'm, I hung out with all the race car drivers and down in mm-hmm. the, uh, uh-huh. area, we all know they talk I like three. Uh-huh. I was starting to catch on on what words were being used and how to use them. <laughs> so the first time your parents heard you, it was over the radio. I was driving my race car. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, so funny. It felt very seven years old like some people's kids. I, right. Yeah, right. We're ending this interview now. But I, I don't blame movies. I blame... Or my parents, because my parents, I've never hear them say any curse words. Wow. But I blame everyone in the garage area and in the yes. racetrack. Yeah, sure. <laughs> blame NASCAR. Yes. Blame blame all <laughs> motorsports. You stick with that story. If, right. if, if my kids swear, it's totally because of me. Yeah. That's- <laughs> yeah. After being in the Marine Corps, in the nightclub business, the professional wrestling business, and the fire yeah. department. Oh. Oh. It's anything but an expert. And, and I mouth. hate it. I really do try and stop, but it's, like, it's almost impossible now. It's like, gosh darn. It's a sign of genius. It really is. You drop a couple bad words. You are just literally, like you said, Harvard. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. It's just what it is. I was raised mm-hmm. by my uh, maternal grandfather for many years, and he used to tell me he wouldn't like it if I like used my street Chicago accent and said, "Hey, I'm going to go with those guys down there and meet them." And he'd be like, "Oh, them." Does damn be in it? And or you know, if I and he would always tell me, if you if you curse, it really makes you sound like a fool and nobody's gonna take you seriously. And he was right, and he's right. The problem is yes. I make my living off of being an idiot now, so I guess it's okay. It works. Yeah. Man, 
This is stone cold bonkers. Yeah, I love it. I like this, man. I just I was trying to get Natalie to drop an F bomb in there and really <laughs> aggravate some people. Oh, we can do it. I give oh, Chris and I about five minutes. I, bet you movie. Can do I want to do it in the movie. Oh, there oh, you go. We'll save oh, him for that. Perfect. Oh, what I tell you, man, perfect for a Halloween night, right? The Manson Brothers Midnight Zombie Massacre. For more information, go to themansonbrothers.com. Excuse me, mansonbrothers.com. And as I said, I think somewhere in that interview, the Manson Brothers Satanic Vampire Death Match is already in the works. Natalie Decker finals colors on her lid in the Xfinity race yesterday. Badass, right? 